0: and welcome to Arms of the Tide. I'm Quinn Welsh-Wilson, Facilitator. I wanted to start off this week by saying this is our last episode of the Slag and Smoke story. On top of that, this is also going to be our last episode using the Mutants in the Night system by DC. There's been some changes to DC's vision for what they're going to be doing with game design, and some of that involves moving on from Mutants in the Night, And pursuing some other work. We've really enjoyed our time with the system, and we still recommend that if you like what you've heard, you go out and buy the system for yourself. You can look forward to the start of our next arc, which will be a side story using the Bright system in two weeks' time, as we do intend to keep taking week long breaks between story arcs. With that being said, let's get the show started.
1: I'm Chanel and I'm playing Cleo. I'm Joe and I'm playing Lions.
2: I'm John, and I am playing local. Last time on Arms of the Tide.
0: The crew finished up their job at the jewelry factory, and Local 134 faced down the unit unnamed. He managed to neutralize the threat, but came out of the experience changed. In the scuffle, something happened to Sasha, who had been taken over by the unit unnamed, rendering her unconscious. Now, in the back of Chaloon's truck, what waited ahead for the crew? In the back of the truck, the... Rhythmic sound of the driving is creating something of a beat or a rhythm as the crate rocks gently with each move and turn of the vehicle. Local is in the back, as are Cleo and Sasha. Cleo, right now you sit with your friend who is laid out on the floor in the back of the truck here, bobbing up and down with the rest of the truck. There's little sign of activity or awareness there, save for the brief flicker and movement of light in the back of her eyes. A sign not that she is awake, but that at least she still lives. What do you do?
3: Cleo looks at Local and looks at Sasha, and she silently weeps. Just kind of out of frustration- of the whole entire mess that's been made of this situation. She doesn't really do that for long. She is very injured, and it hurts. She's mentally exhausted, emotionally exhausted, physically exhausted, and somehow the rhythm of the driving slowly lulls Cleo to a brief sleep.
0: Okay. Local, you see this play out in front of you, and as Cleo passes into slumber, what do
2: you do? Locals entire frame is not so much exhausted as you would have from say a physical frame but he feels drained of energy almost but you can see the rivulets of the molten metal that are still clinging to him even now seem to be almost glowing with heat and he goes to make as if to reach out his friend and his hand just sort of slumps down onto him and unsleeping he just keeps an eye on the two that are resting in the back now with him
0: okay in the front of the truck chaloon is driving as attentive to details of the rules of the road as ever but he's clearly aware of the somber air that hangs over everything The plan clearly didn't go as anticipated, and everybody came into this truck different. Lyons, you are sharing the space with him as an uncomfortable sort of silence fills the cab of the truck. What do you do?
1: Lyons is sitting up and still in the passenger seat with their head turned out the window but not seeing anything as they let themselves cry silently, just letting the tears fall and feeling like they can't be seen. Because while Local made it back, they don't know what his condition is, and while Local made it back, they still left him behind.
0: There's several moments where Chaloon almost raises his hands off of the steering wheel as if to reach out and say something or to gesticulate. His mouth hangs half open for a moment before he sighs under his breath, grips the wheel, and continues the drive back to the crags district. At the end of the drive, it is a somber and rather quick process unloading the back of the truck and getting the goods secured. Sasha is brought out on a stretcher and laid on the couch in the room where you often meet. The crates were put back into a storage area at the back of the facility. Sasha still shows no signs of improvement. Chaloon more or less immediately stepped away once the truck was finished unloading. The anticipation that seemed to light in his eyes whenever he saw you before has dimmed. The part of him that seemed so excited to be a part of this crew, you can't see that right now. And he makes off on his own. Right now, there's no immediate sign of Wari or Ashun, but perhaps you could find them if you took it upon you to look around. What will you do?
2: Local manages to make his way out of the back of the truck, and as he gets into the... Room where normally everyone meets, he goes over to the workbench where they normally do the repairs on various metallic arms and things like that. And he stops for a moment and picks up one of the limbs that they were working on and regards it for a long time before taking it and sitting on the floor and holding it in his lap and just sort of staring at it.
1: Lions... Makes a point to not look at Cleo or local, and they go to Sasha and are going to basically do a checkup on Sasha and see what's up with her because Lions feels like that's the only thing that they can do.
3: Cleo climbs out of the truck. And follows after Lions with Sasha just to make sure Sasha gets where she needs to go if Lions needs any help. Also to be there if she wakes up at any point or, you know, has some kind of on-recognition type thing. Just to assess what really has been done, and so Sasha has a familiar face Um, when she awakens.
0: So, Lyons, as you do this analysis and try to find some way that you might be able to assist or remedy Sasha, it becomes clear that what happened during the exchange is that the piece of the carapace of the unit unnamed that passed over her, it interfered with her connection to the Nexus in some way. And as far as you can tell, this is only a cursory examination. You would need something perhaps more in-depth, some more nuanced and specific equipment to tell what all exactly is going on in there. It seems like she is, in most ways, intact, but almost... Like she has reset or is undergoing a smaller version, perhaps, of the awakening process that she underwent when she attained her sapience.
1: Without looking at Cleo still and instead looking at just Sasha's forehead, basically, so that way if Sasha wakes up fully, Lyons doesn't have to look her in the eye. Lyons tells Cleo, it's... Kind of complicated, but it's kind of like when you have to factory reset a computer, I guess. And she's just re-downloading everything that was there when she started. She's not asleep, but I don't know that I'd say
3: she's awakened either. So do you think that when she comes to, she'll remember people, remember memories, or is it too hard to say?
1: I don't know. I I mean, there are resets where you keep your files, and there are resets where you only keep your programs, and there are resets where you lose everything except for what was originally there, and there's no way to know until we know I don't have good equipment here, and Honestly, even if I did, I'd need caught
3: technologics level, and we can't get that. Well, we do know someone who knows this system. We know a few people who are pretty good at that. I don't know. Maybe I'll talk to them a little bit later.
0: A question for you, Chanel. What was the purpose for which Sasha was originally made?
3: Sasha was actually made to be a pilot. Okay. Whether a piloting a vehicle Or a
0: flying vehicle. There are relatively few flying vehicles in AO, but the ones that exist are quite complicated and require a lot of calculations to maintain the flight trajectories of. So thank you for that information. That will be important later. But for now, it seems all you can do for your friend is wait. Wait for something inside of her to be more roused, be that through external stimulus or just the passage of time. It's hard to say. Through this process, has Local continued to sit on
2: the floor? At the end of this, you can see Local still on the floor, and those warm red rivulets on him seem to glow briefly, and you can see the hand that he's holding twitch as he holds it, and then he puts it back down.
0: At which point, the door opens, and from deeper inside of the building, Ashun enters the room. He has a glass of water in his hand and looks as disheveled as he has the last several times you saw him. I'm glad to see your back safe, but is everyone okay?
3: Um, define okay. I know that was a cliche phrase, but some of us... Actually, all of us are alive. Some of us are down for the count. Two of us are mangled. One of us is also emotionally down for the count.
0: Just one of you?
3: Maybe all of us are emotionally down for the count.
0: You look about as
2: bad as I do.
3: Yeah,
0: that's a little
3: mean.
2: Local starts to stand up and walk over to where everyone else is. Cleo was hit rather badly during the mission. I can see that. We should get her medical attention at a facility that has the ability to help.
1: I just need more blood. Leo, if I were to describe your condition, it would be bulldozed.
3: I also have a broken hand. Yeah, well, blood isn't going to help either of those. I mean, I do need it. I've lost a good amount.
0: I have a contact, and they should be able to sneak you into one of the higher-end hospitals, check you in get you taken care of and have the records swept under the rug
3: okay that'd be nice
0: i'll put in that call and i'll make sure that that space is made
3: thank you that's very kind of you
0: there's no revolution without the people
3: and there's no revolution without you
0: thank you was my program helpful at least
3: yes well <sighs> mm, hey, you
0: don't we have didn't, to lie to me
3: we didn't get to use it really I mean... But it's not in the same way that we wanted it to. But we used it and we got out. So I think that that's what we wanted, right? That's what we wanted.
2: I believe it worked in that there should be no video record of what went down.
3: A personal record? There might have been a witness.
2: A
0: witness in what
2: sense?
3: Adelante.
0: Her. That's interesting.
3: She mentioned
1: you.
0: A glowing review, I'm sure.
1: No review, really.
0: Ah, uh, that's...
1: While she seemed mildly sympathetic, at the end of the day, she does work for Kaw.
0: Yes, she does. So? I, I know her well enough to say that if it comes down to it, she's pressed for information, she'd sell you out in a heartbeat.
1: I mean, that's anyone who works at Ka, isn't it?
0: No, I wouldn't say so. I used to work there.
3: I believe that she also had something that she was working on that she didn't want Ka to know about because it would jeopardize her job.
0: She's always had a side project or something like that going, arguing that she's building something for the greater good.
3: But isn't that what we're doing?
0: No, it's not because we're acting on it.
3: We're acting on it, but we're still doing something for the greater good. Yeah, but we're taking stuff down,
1: not building stuff.
0: I'm not sure that that's entirely true, Lyons.
1: You didn't see what was left.
0: We are doing something for the greater good. But what I'm saying is that we are actually doing something. Adelante, she won't take the steps that are necessary to do something to affect real change.
3: Do you think that's part of her personality and she just needs outside help to push her and motivate her, give her deadlines?
0: I tried to get her to leave when I did.
3: She just said that while we were there... We could not remove her from the building like we wanted to because this was the only place that she could work in that could hold her work, I guess, in that capacity. We asked her to take it with her and she said she couldn't do it anywhere else. And I don't know much about computers, but I partly believed her. I actually did. I did believe her wholeheartedly. I did.
0: I don't think that she was lying. I just think that the part where the data that's on that computer becomes something that really changes AO, especially the people who need the change. I don't know when that part's coming. Yeah. Because she'll cover her bottom line. She'll. She's always going to cover her ass. She'll sell you out and it's complicated.
3: Some people are like that, but I think maybe if they believed in the cause enough and saw that there was actually something worth taking that risk, it sometimes eliminates that personality trait. If she didn't feel like it was a risk herself, you know, like she didn't feel the need to cover her ass. She could just jump into it and be like, fuck you, Ka. I'm taking my shit with me. We're done. Broken up.
0: Yeah. Maybe someday. I'd like to see that. But part of me is worried that when that comes is when the revolution is over. That's she true. She sides with whoever comes out on top. Yeah.
3: I mean, I could talk to her. We can give her the benefit of the doubt. I mean, I don't know her as well as you do, and that might be a good thing.
0: Yeah. Because I'm might. seeing
3: it without history.
0: Yeah. If you cross paths again, it'd be nice to have the opportunity to work with her. Do we not a- it? brilliant mind and i think the entire city could benefit from her assistance me too Uh, but that's enough about me i suppose so Adelante can give a testimony is there anything else significant that i should
2: be aware of about the job well kaw has progressed farther in their ability to influence my kind shit
3: they possessed my friend
2: i presume that's the friend that's on the couch then
3: yes her name is sasha
2: Sasha. Okay.
3: She's into fortune-telling. Her favorite color is maroon.
2: Maroon. Okay. They were using her like some kind of processing unit, treating her like a thing and not a person.
3: It was just a vessel for them. An empty vessel. A
2: processing unit? It was like she was in charge of what was going on in the factory, that her mind was being used... To control the functions of the factory in a way that you would not be able to with a simple computer.
0: Like some kind of autonomous network. Yes. That's terrifying. Do you realize the implications of what that means?
3: I mean, it's not good, that's for sure. So, bad implications. Yes. Yeah. Bad implications.
0: If they were able to override the consciousness of a robot and use them as some sort of autonomous network.
3: They could do it for any other kind of being.
0: I'm not sure about that, but I do think that they might be able, at some point, to chain together other robots. And it would be like a blackout for all of robot kind in a single instant. A cascade where all of the consciousness fades and it is all controlled by one point when everything that moves in the city of Ao is controlled by a single hand
2: and local looks back to the arm that he was holding there was something else it tried to control me as well are you okay yes but i believe there is something beyond just consciousness The connection of the Nexus between the metals, I believe there is a connection there. How do you mean? I cannot explain it. It almost felt like perhaps the Nexus was not just a power source, but something that also had a will. I could feel my metal and the metal around me respond
0: non-catalytic reactivity to a nexus that that's a lot to take in local it, it looks like you've all been through a lot you should get rest i'll make that call and get you a room in the hospital clio
3: any time within the next two hours would be good
0: is there anything else you should take at least a moment to yourself before business resumes i suppose the clock is ticking but not so quickly that you can't recuperate a minute so is there anything else that i can do for you
2: I do not believe that I require anything else.
1: I'm heading home. I'm fine. Let me know if you need me.
0: will do. Take care of yourself.
1: I'm fine, Lion says with a smile as they walk out the door.
0: Take care of yourself, he says deadly serious, and the door closes. So, a little bit of time has passed. Cleo, you've been in and out of the hospital. They took care of you and discharged you. All of your wounds have reduced a level of severity, and... Everyone else has had a moment to recuperate, in some sense of that word. But times are desperate, and there's not much time that you have right now to just spend on yourselves. So for this downtime, you're only going to be getting one downtime action. I'm curious what everyone is wanting to do.
3: I'm gonna be doing me cause I got a lot of stress. I'm very stressed out.
0: That's Cleo. Yep. So who are you going to be doing me with?
3: It's going to be Luke. Luke and Cleo, by doing me, they are actually going to be spending time together in the same room as Sasha, like trying to just give the room some good vibes and just play some card games together in there, eat pizza, watch TV around her. They're treating it as though it is a coma and waiting for any moment that might give some kind of recognition, smells, sounds to help bring her back or have a good setting for when she does come back in case they have to explain things. So they kind of have gone through it. And of course, Luke is all caught up on the situation and what happened with Sasha.
0: Okay, so go ahead and roll dice equal to your lowest attribute. A three! So, things don't go as well as you might have hoped. Sasha isn't, like, awake by any means. You spend a lot of time caring for the room, but that's time that you're not caring for yourself. And it's really hard to completely let go of that stress when you're so worried about your friend. As you're about to pack up and leave for the day... You do hear something that sounds like muttering or mumbling coming from her direction, though. And as you draw closer, trying to hear what it is, it becomes clear that you are hearing a string of numbers and letters and operations. She is muttering out these incredibly complicated formulae. There's still no sense of recognition. If you try to pass your hand over her eyes or anything, there's no sign of anything. But the stream of numbers and letters continues. Their flight coordinates. Lions, what are you going to be doing?
1: Lions is going to listen to someone's advice for once and they are going to go into the clinic that they were previously treated for their electrified condition and get another large dryer sheet to take away that level one harm.
0: Okay, so that does away your harm. Is there anything particular or noteworthy that happens as Lyons undergoes their recovery?
1: No, they do get a message from their sibling telling them that, they're out of peanut butter, and so even more depressed than when they arrived, Lyons leaves the clinic to get peanut butter.
0: All right, Local, you are not physically injured in the same way that Cleo and Lyons were, but you've been through an ordeal nonetheless. What will you be doing with your downtime?
2: Local is going to continue working on the private project that he has been doing, and this time... Instead of just flyers or gatherings or speeches, he can take something physical with him. He gathers up as much of the new jewelry as he can and goes to the poorest part of town. And he sets up an area where he can help people not only get the things that they need, Uh, Show them how it works. And while he's doing that, explain to them sort of his revelation about the interconnectedness of anyone that has metal in them or on them.
0: Okay, so it's going to be a sway roll. Cool. That is a six. As your rights movement clock hits its final segment, what is your intended result what do you want to come of this
2: the big thing is to really bring together anyone that feels like they've been forgotten or that especially has deep regrets about say the metallic limbs or anything they've replaced like that and try and show them that there is hope that they can exist within this and that metal is not something that needs to be seen as apart from them but can be a part of them, while also basically showing them that Ka has the means to help them and will not.
0: If you are okay with this idea, the way that your perspective on everything has changed and the way that your connection to everything has changed, I think that it leaves a mark of sorts on each of these pieces of jewelry. Is there an idea for perhaps some sort of sigil or symbol That would be associated either with Local as a person or with this movement?
2: Local still has all of these rivulets of metal that is now more than he had when he was first made. And there is a line of molten metal that goes around his shoulder and through a few of the cracks there in the joints that ends up being a sign that shows up even coincidentally more often in the design of some of the jewelry and the sigils on it. And as soon as people start realizing that some of these designs look like this part of local, they associate that with him.
0: So this association is growing rapidly. The word of this enlightened robot spreading both wisdom and assistance is spreading quickly and your name quickly becomes swept away and a title begins to form in its place this is again something that i'm open to thoughts on i'm thinking something along the lines of either the font or the conduit of hope but if you have something else in mind i would love to hear it
2: i do like the idea of the conduit
0: okay just the conduit or the conduit of hope uh of something else
2: i mean the conduit of hope is good But I kind of assume most people would just, like, shorthand refer to the the conduit.
0: Okay, so the word of the conduit is spreading, and we begin to see this in some visual language. There's that bright red glow that was coursing through Local's body. Is that still present at some
2: times? Yes, especially when handling metal or... ...around large amounts of it, and in physical contact you can see that reddish glow still happen.
0: We see Local with this glow as he is handing out this jewelry. We see that glow coursing through each of the pieces of jewelry around that symbol that Local bears... And we see people move through the streets, and we see shots in black and white except for this single, stark, glowing red image. And then it begins to pass from one person to another, to another, to another, to another, until an entire plaza is filled with people bearing the mark of the conduit. And they begin to clash with cause security forces. They begin to stand and forcibly liberate awakening robots. They push back against Ka. They start trying to take a stand for what they know they deserve. For what they know can be. And the city lights on fire. Thank you so much for listening to Arms of the Tide. If you'd like more information about the show, please feel free to follow us on Twitter at Arms of the Tide. Mutants in the Night is a game by DC, and you can purchase it, and DC's other games, at dungeoncommander.itch.io. That's Commander without the E. Our theme music is by Aaron katano Saez, and our logo is by Alex Marin. Arms of the Tide is a member of the One Shot Podcast Network. For more amazing shows on the network, check out The Broadswords. The Broadswords is an all-women D&D podcast focused on drama, role-playing, and subverting stereotypes. Join the broads as they unravel the mysteries of Snowy rushemon a land ruled by witches and steeped in superstition. Berserkers reign, and spirits roam the frozen wastes. Ilarias, Kayla, and Mepris all have their own reasons for journeying north, but they soon find that they have something in
2: common. They are pawns in a divine plot.